Recovery is stupendous. Achievable. Hope. Freedom. 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 Empowering. It's unique to everyone. It's a journey, not a destination. Getting a new lease on life. Finding restoration after you fall down. Recovery is having the freedom to enjoy life. For me, it was finding a way to really love myself. My recovery is possible in part because of my own sense of purpose. Hello, welcome to Montana's Peer Network. I am Jim Haney, Executive Director, and I am here today with uh, Andy, our Outreach Coordinator. Andy, how are you doing today? I'm good. Uh, weather's warming up a little bit, at least. Oh, we had a, a really rough February, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, we're finally uh, up above zero, so... <laughs> <laughs> It uh, it reached 39 here in Livingston yesterday <laughs> for about an hour, and it rained, um, oh. and then sleeted, and then this morning everything was coated in a thin layer of ice. Yeah, I mean, like it's been sub-zero, and then it's 40, and you're like, okay, it's 60 degrees warmer than it was three days ago, and yeah. you know, so. It's, I'm glad March is here, and uh, hopefully the uh, spring is around the corner is what I'm hoping I'm hoping for, because uh, February, all that snow and below zero temperatures, not fun. How, yeah, how, it's been a little rough. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, today we're going to be talking about wellness tools, and... Uh, we had quite the conversation earlier, just uh, prepping for this webinar. So I'm looking, I'm really looking forward to this discussion. And um, so let's 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 jump in. I guess. Uh, what are we talking about when we're talking about wellness tools, Andy? Um, well, uh, part of what we're talking about is, you know, what what is wellness and. Um, some people use health and wellness interchangeably, and, and they're not exactly the same concept. Um, health is, is kind of a goal, and wellness is how you get to that goal. Um, so it's sort of being aware and actively moving toward health. Um, there are mm -hmm. some things in our health that we, we have no control over. Uh, okay. If you have a, a genetic predisposition um, to something or your environment is a certain way, you know, that you can't control, um, that's always going to be an issue. But mm -hmm. you can make choices um, to improve your health um, mm -hmm. by by following some wellness practices or, or using some tools. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes me think about um, a uh, wellness tool that I started very early on in my recovery. So, uh, and it was this practice of when I wake up in the morning, um, I go to the bathroom, brush my teeth, and take a shower in that order. And um, <clears throat> the shower is a way to sort of wash off the previous day and prepare for the new day. Um, 
And, uh, you know, today I have all these cool different soaps, you know, natural soaps with different scents and essential oils. And, you know, like this morning, I uh, used soap with um, eucalyptus and mint. And so, you know, like uh, that that is something I've been doing for 20 years. But the reason I started it was because when I was depressed, I didn't want to get out of bed. I didn't want to brush my teeth or take a shower. Um, and so that was that was very it was a very conscious decision that I was going to start doing that and I was going to do it every day and I was going to do it first thing and not get up and do anything else just get up and do those things and that's how I'm going to start my day and I and I still do it today. Um, it's certainly Yeah, and sometimes well. sometimes doing those what people would consider normal things mm -hmm. is a wellness tool, especially if you've struggled with getting those things done before, you know, mm -hmm. if, if you've spent months where you can't get yourself out of bed or you can't get into the shower, then doing those normal things is a wellness tool that's going to help yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, in fact, I remember once I, I shared I shared that in a group and uh, I remember someone said, you know, well, everybody does that, you know, and it's like, uh, not if you're super no. depressed, you don't, <laughs> not, not if you can't get, get out of bed, you don't. And, uh, you know, and so, yeah, that's been one that I've done very conscious decision. And, you know, cause I think when we started talking about this, uh, you know, wellness tools, there's, there's kind of those traditional tools, right. Of yep. medication, uh, support groups, therapy, um, what were some of the other ones that we were yoga right mindfulness yeah meditation right yeah exactly exactly and and then we i noticed in our conversation we were talking more about these um these other ones these uh not the ordinary i don't know if they're ordinary but um <laughs> these different ones and what were some of the ones that 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 you you found really effective um i i think um one thing that I like to do is um, it has to do with music and um, that can, it can kind of work two ways for you. Um, if you make a conscious decision about what kind of music you're listening to, you know, that, that can be part of your uh, wellness um, as opposed to if you're feeling sad. So you listen to sad music and you know, you, you just kind of keep uh, staying in that, uh, which is easy to do. Um, you know, that that's probably not working in your favor. So, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, you know, just, just being aware of making those, those choices. Because um, I, I found it really difficult to do the things that people always said to do, the meditation and, and things like that. Um, and then if I couldn't do the meditation, then I was stressed out that I couldn't do it right. And, you know, and so it's a matter of finding those things that, that, work for you that might be out of the ordinary or mm -hmm. or normal or or whatever um i mean something as simple as you know putting on your favorite scarf or mm -hmm. your favorite pair of shoes or yeah. you know something like that can change the way you feel about things right right yeah yeah no exactly um i remember when you uh were in ps 101 training and during training we uh, we put out pipe cleaners and, you know, to keep people, you know, busy. But you had something unique that you brought 
Yeah. Do you want to share that? Yeah. yeah. I, I take my crocheting or my knitting with me uh, mm-hmm. when I go to things like that. And, and part of that in training is that uh, I pay better attention to things <laughs> when my hands are doing something, which I know is why you have the pipe cleaners there and, and stuff is, you know, it, it keeps people focused, but, um, but it is, I mean, in some ways it is like a meditation. Um, if, if I'm, I'm doing that and not, uh, trying to focus on other things, it sort of clears my mind to, um, to have stuff come up that maybe I need to process or, Mm -hmm. or something. So Mm -hmm. you're doing a repetitive, uh, behavior. Uh, I don't have to think really carefully about how do I put the needle in here and how do I make that stitch? It, it's muscle memory at this point. I, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's just sort of rote um, behavior, and so that that frees up my mind to think about other things without having the distractions of the TV or the phone or the computer or you know whatever that is. So mm-hmm. so it does make me stop um, and and sort of focus on those kinds of things. Yeah, yeah, because, gosh, there are a lot of distractions or a lot of noise, I like to call it, you know, going on in the in our lives today, in the world, in our lives. Uh, cell phones and laptops and uh, Alexas and, uh, you know, like there's just all kinds of distractions all the time. And finding things, uh, I know for me, that I can really focus on um, really helps a lot. Um, keep me feeling well, um, and my just sort of outlook, <clears throat> and it just kind of kind of connects to everything. I very early on uh, was reckon- recommended to me by a therapist to go hiking. I not from Montana originally grew, grew up in Chicago, and so I didn't know what the wilderness was or. <laughs> you know, getting getting outdoors like, um, and you know it's it's a it's a tool that in the beginning, just going to a little uh, forest preserved, walking a little pea gravel loop, you know, for three miles, you know, in the beginning I was just kind of doing it, but it had an impact. It helped kind of center me. She had suggested doing it after therapy sessions, and it really helped. And then, and, and I look back now, you know, 20, 20 years later and I go, wow, you know, I, I'm an avid hiker. I live outside Yellowstone National Park. Um, you know, I snowshoe in the winter and I get out into the back country and I do kind of a walking meditation, if you will, with it. It's just a way to <clears throat> clear my mind, um, and let go of those things that, you know, are stressful or kind of working on me and, be very present in the moment and that it touches on that left, right, left, right, left, right, that sort of pace that you get into, which is, I think, you know, connected to the tapping or EMDR. Um, It's been very healing for me and uh, I just really enjoy it. It really refills my cup, um, you know, when I'm done. If, If I allow the process to happen, and I'm not trying to rush through it um, and get myself really centered. And <clears throat> that's a tool that's that's like probably the biggest one in my life today. Yeah, and when you, um, I mean, it, it's cool that you have that, this 
you know, this far into it still, but that that's still something that, that works for you. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. And, and the, the left, right, left, right sort of reminds me of, of my early childhood days where, you know, we, we spent a lot of time talking uh, about how to get preschoolers um, in a, in a good focus sort of state of mind and, and you know, I- increase um, their ability to do things. And, and we do activities that, that what we say cross the midline. So from one side of your body to the other, mm-hmm. and um, it's good for brain development. And it's good for physical development. And, and we lose a lot of that stuff as we get older. Um, I mean, you're always going to use your dominant hand to write or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. And, mm-hmm. and we're just not conscious of those things. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes it's good to go back to that simple kind of stuff that we, mm-hmm. you know, did when we were kids mm-hmm. um, and and just revisit those and, and explore how that can help you where you are right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a couple of years ago, my wife and I went and bought bicycles. And uh, <clears throat> I haven't owned a bicycle since I was 16 years old. Uh, you know, you get a, I got a driver's license and it was like cars, you know, you know, you're driving down the road. What do I need a bicycle for? Uh, you know, and so then, um, you know, we do the hiking and the snowshoeing and stuff. And it's like, oh, you know, uh, maybe we could add something to, you know, our, our wellness to getting outside and being active in a different way. <clears throat> and so... You know, as an adult today, I mean, I can I can buy a nice bicycle and get one that's fitted for me, and and so I've added added that also just in the last couple of years. Whereas, I mean, I you know for 20 years in recovery, I've never used a, a bicycle bicycling as you know a part of wellness, um, and never even thought about it. You know, and now it's like, man, my wife and I, it's, you know, we're getting into March and we're starting to get the bug, you know, and it's like, oh, you know, she said to me just the other day, when can we take the bicycles out, you know? I said, well, once these 24 inches of snow melt off, you know, like, you know, like, and we were thinking about when, when did we start last year? You know, when, when did we get out? Because, you know, it's, you, you, you find these things that make you feel so good and the thing that I found with the bicycling different than hiking is, um, so I live in town, I can just get on my bike and I can go ride around town and I can go down to the river and through the parks and and and, and then be back home. And that's different than, uh, in a short period of time, be back home. That's different than if I'm hiking, I can be to a trailhead in about 15 minutes but then I'm walking, so it's a different experience. And then I'm driving back, and so you know you need to carve out two hours of your time where I can go. I can go do a ride around, and it's much quicker. Um, you know, if you don't have time, you have things to do or dinner or whatever. It's getting dark outside, and so it's just different. And so I think at different points in my life. I've utilized different wellness tools, some like the shower I've used for all the years in recovery, but things like the bicycle, that's something I've just discovered, and it's something, you know, as a kid, I had a bicycle, you know, but not for the last 20, 20 some years, <laughs> now I have one again, and it's kind of kind of cool, you know. And I think it's, it's interesting to think back on the things 
that you enjoyed doing before um, your addiction or or before your mental health declined or or something like that. Yeah. Um, you know, for me, um, I I started doing theater. Uh, when I was in the third grade with Missoula Children's Theater and and up through high school um, here. Uh, and it was really a, a, a big part of my life and um, a really joyful thing um, for me to do. And, you know, I, I went to college and I sort of got out of it. It's, it's a little harder to do those things in college sometimes. Um, and it took me a little while, you know, after I left college to really find a good uh community theater um and mm-hmm. I, i've been i've been doing that now for for 16 years again wow. um involved in in our theater program up here mm-hmm. um and and it, it's just it's a huge part of my life and uh, you know I've, I've had people say well you're so busy why are you doing that you know mm-hmm. how much mm-hmm. time is that taking out of your schedule mm-hmm. well yeah it does take a lot of time you know sometimes i'm there for three hours in an evening right but i have to carve that time out for me it's it is what i do for my wellness for mm-hmm. self-care it's mm-hmm. it's stressful but it's a different kind of stress mm-hmm. you know it's it, it it's it's joyful right 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 yeah, no, it's great, isn't it? When you when you can find those kinds of things that really give you meaning and refill your cup, that's really powerful, isn't it? Yeah, it is, and and I, I think sometimes the arts are are overlooked a little bit um, mm-hmm. for for those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. That um, really, there there are a lot of therapeutic aspects to. Um, to acting, to painting, you know, mm-hmm. to, yep. you know, all kinds of things like that. Yeah. That um, I don't, I don't think some people really think of them that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, um, I do one. I'm, I'm kind of laughing because it's, uh, uh, yeah, I don't know, sort of silly. Um, so I started this, I discovered this when, uh, back in 2009, um, when I was running the drop-in center and we're doing groups every day, and, you know, after you're doing those, you know, one year, two years, you know, you're, you run out of ideas. And so I brought in one day hand clay for people in group to take a chunk of hand clay and make something <clears throat> that was representative of what they were going to share that day in group. And something kind of magical happened in that that day for all of us. People really made some pretty cool stuff and expressed themselves in a very artistic way. Um, and and that has stuck with me now for you know about a decade. And I keep at home hand clay. I buy different colors. And I make things, I make little flowers and vases and um, all kinds of weird little stuff with this clay. And and if you buy the hand clay, if you buy, there's certain kinds, you can bake it and it, and it hardens and so you can keep it. Like if you don't want to, you don't have to, you know, you can just right. Right, roll it back up. So I have, I have at home this shelf full of flowers and vases in all different colors 
And, you know, I've gotten gotten kind of good at blending the colors and swirling them and, you know, doing all kinds of stuff with it. Um, and I, I, I do this with the hand clay. It's, um, it, I do it when I'm kind of stressed out, when I, when I know I need to recenter my mind and I can't go hike or bike, you know, I can't do those things. It's something I can do very easily. I have it, you know, in its own case and I can just open it up and pick some colors and just do this and just sit there and be what I call quiet. And, you know, I don't need to be talking. I don't need to be watching television. I don't need to be listening to music. I can if I want, but, and I start making things and um, it really helps center me and kind of, um, you know, calm my emotions or stress, you know, that I might be experiencing. And I notice I, that's when I do it. I, I don't, I don't do it when, um, you know, life is, is, is good and I feel good. I don't, I don't take the clay out and I don't, I don't do it. So I think the arts are a wonderful way to um, find some creativity and some expression. Um, and yeah, I, I, it's, it's a big part of my life for sure. I do photography too. I, you know, take my camera out and get into shooting pictures and, and really enjoy it. Well, and those wellness tools are so personal. Um, what works for you isn't going to work for me necessarily. Mm -hmm. And, mm -hmm. you know, we talked about earlier about, um, you said that, uh, a while back you noticed that, that you were drinking too much soda. Oh gosh. Um, yeah. And, and you wanted to stop. Yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. but for me that wouldn't work. I yeah. mean, I, I have my soda. This is something that I just, uh, I yeah. don't want to give up and that, and that's okay. Right. Um, right. You don't have to do the things that other people are doing. Exactly. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, for me, when I first uh, got into recovery, you know, I mean, um, man, I was just drinking soda. Like, it was unbelievable. And, you know, I was like, this, I got to change this. This is bad. Like, I just knew that, you know, and I made this commitment to... Um, you know, I was gonna, I was gonna stop drinking soda, and I. That's been like 20 years, and I really, I mean, I, I, I don't drink like, I don't drink much in a year's time. Yeah, I don't know if I have a dozen or 20. I don't know, you know, like not many sodas in a over the course of a year. I really don't drink soda, and and I didn't say, well, the rest of my life I'm gonna stop drinking soda. I was just like, <laughs> I'm drinking too much soda. Like, I don't feel right. You know, I don't you know, and so it just, yeah, that was one of those that I just kind of did and stuck with me, but absolutely, I mean, I don't, you know, my wife drinks soda, and, uh, you know, if people, And if it's something, if, if it's something that's going to cause you more stress to do, then it, it's not a good wellness tool. Yeah, 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 that's for sure, because I think, uh, um, there's a lot more things that I've tried that didn't work than things that I do for my wellness that, yeah. right. That, you know, you try stuff and then it's like, Oh, I can't do this. This is not, this is not working for me. Um, and so I encourage people, you know, if you're sitting there listening and you're thinking about your own wellness tools, 
I really encourage you to explore and try different things and push yourself into new space and um, and give it a shot and just see what happens because uh, you might be surprised at what actually works for you and what feels good and is beneficial. Um, and then I think, yeah, I think don't don't give up trying to find those things. Right. Uh, right. You know, if you've tried ten things and they don't work, just keep looking for something yeah. that does. Yeah, exactly. And it could be simple. It could be a simple little thing that once you become aware of it, you realize how much of an impact it has. Yeah. Like one of the things that I I want to try, I wanted to try this for a while, and I'm wondering if you've ever done this. Is these uh these float tanks? This uh, oh, yeah. deprivation thing, right? Have you tried one? Yeah. I have not, but yes, I I would love to. I would love to try one of those. So I I, I, I want to try one. I, I was at a health fair. We, we had a booth. MPN had a booth a few years back. We were up in Helena, and there was a woman a few booths down. I started talking to her about it. She had just opened a business in Helena, and she told me, she said, you know, like, she's like, I bet it would really, you know, be beneficial for you, you know, in your recovery and, you know, and I remember she gave me her card and she said, here, you know, you should come and, and do it and I'll, I'll give you a deal on it, you know, and I don't know why I, I didn't take her up on it. Maybe it was, it was in Helena, so it was a little yeah. ways away and I never did. And then now there's one open in Bozeman. And so, um, I really would like to try it. <laughs> I, I really would like to know what that experience is like to see because I know just, you know, uh, people who, who do do it, they, they, they say it's great. Yeah. And we're almost never quiet. Even when you're talking about the times that you're quiet, Yeah, when you're using your clay or whatever, you're not yeah. quiet. I mean, there's still yeah. stuff going on around you that, that you can't right. control. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I think, uh, it, yeah, that exploration and not being afraid to try things. I, I think, that's, that's, that's something I've definitely, I guess, learned, you know, just as I'm sitting here reflecting in our conversation, just to, to not be afraid to try things, you know, and, um, as I, I think I said this in the beginning, I mean, I think in the in when you start your journey, it's all those traditional kind of things, you know, the medication and the therapy and the support groups, but, but you know, you and I aren't talking about those things. We're talking about these other out of the ordinary, if you will, um, kind of things that I think are out there um, to try and just see what happens, you know, um, and see if right, it's and beneficial. Right, and to revisit things that you did before. I think mm -hmm. you talked about you, you don't go to therapy every day. Right. Or, I mean, every week for, right. you know, years and years, but sometimes you need to go back to it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. No, absolutely. That's, that's something, you know, I went for years in the beginning, you know, and then take, just taking breaks, you know, just like, okay, I don't need to go and it's all right. And it's an agreement I have with my therapist that I don't need to do that. I don't need to be coming here every week. I can go live my life. And then when I'm ready or I feel like I need, to work on something, I can start going again and I might go for six months or a year, you know, and work on what I need to, but then I can go back and live my life again and use these, these, these other tools that I have. I feel really blessed that I have so many, 
in my life. Um, and it's just from exploration, from trial and error, you know, trying things. And, yeah. 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 Well, one of the things that I want to share with our listeners um, before we wrap up is a new booklet that has come across our uh, email desk, our virtual desk. Uh, it's called, uh, the booklet's called Pathways to Enhance Wellbeing, and it's by Linda Lentini, uh, Lauren Spiro, and Peggy Schwarbrick. And I know these three women, and they are wonderful human beings. They are leaders in the recovery movement. And so when I see their names together, I go, oh, wow, this is going to be something that's going to be really good. Again, it's called Pathways to Enhance Wellbeing. And, Andy, it's on our website now, right? In the uh, Yeah, um, under the Resources um, tab. Um, we, uh, it, that's totally redesigned, so it's easier to find stuff in there. So if you go to the website, you go to Resources, this uh, book is actually under the Wellness category. Great. That's great. I, If you're listening to this, really, you should go check it out. It's got a bunch of stuff in here, and I'm just going to share a couple little uh, excerpts from it. Um, so on the introduction, uh, this booklet says, This booklet was created to share some specific wellness practices that anyone can do. We also have included some research findings on how these practices have enhanced the wellness of many people. Uh, on page five here, in, uh, increasingly research shows that alternative approaches uh, to wellness for broad-based audiences reduce the physical and emotional impact of stress. Um, and then they have a resource section. And, and I'm going to share with you one of these here. Relaxation practices like yoga, breathing exercises, and meditation can reduce the need for medical care by up to 43%. And I was like, wow, that's that's incredible. Um, so this is a great tool, uh, brand new. Uh, go on our website on the resource section. You can down, <coughs> excuse me, you can download it there. Um, and you know, if you're looking for wellness tools, um, explore. And this might be a good place to start, you know, or maybe you heard something Andy and I shared today that uh, piqued your piqued your interest. Yeah, and so um, we're we're starting these monthly topics, and, and we're going to spend the whole month focusing on um, a certain topic. So uh, for March, of course, it's wellness tools. Mm -hmm. So our social media posts, our podcasts, our webinars, all of those things are going to revolve around that one theme uh, for each month. And so we're developing hashtags to go along with that. So this one yes. is March Wellness Tool, and we'll put that in the description uh, here for the podcast. Uh, and, you know, if you've got something that you'd like to share, uh, put it out there with that hashtag and, and we'll, you know, keep it going. Um, something that you're using might inspire somebody else um, to try that thing or to try yes. something similar. And so, you know, it's we, we need to keep this community of, of people in recovery connected with each other and, and share what works and what doesn't work and, and that kind of stuff. So so please get involved. It's, you know, it's, it's a quick little thing that you can do. Just, you know, post something on Facebook or Instagram uh, with that hashtag and, and, you know, let's share the resources that we have. Exactly. Exactly. So, 
Check out our website, get on social media, uh, and please keep listening to these podcasts. Tell your friends. Um, we thank you for tuning in. It's always it's always fun, Andy. Uh, you and I having these having these chats and putting putting good stuff out there. Yeah, it's great to get together and and talk about stuff that that we're passionate about. Yeah, agreed. All right, well, we are out of time, and uh, tune in again for our next podcast. And if you if you haven't gone back, uh, don't be afraid to listen to some of the older ones that we have in there. We're getting quite a quite a little library going, lots of good stuff. And thanks for tuning in, and uh, have have a have a wonderful journey and a wonderful day in in recovery. Thanks. Bye. Recovery works and recovery is possible. Recovery works and recovery is possible. Recovery works, recovery is possible. Recovery is possible. <laughs> recovery works and recovery is possible. Recovery works and recovery is possible. Recovery works and recovery is possible. Recovery works and recovery is possible.